Hey everybody, welcome back to the Back in Five podcast. I'm here with... The camera's looking at the back of your head. Hi everybody. <laughs> I d- what you guys can't see is how bad my tripod is. It's broken like in two spots. I and know it's what been... to get you for Christmas. I know, and there's tape on the bottom of it. So there you go. Oh. The church needs a new tripod. It's not even duct tape. I know, I know. It's scotch tape. It's horrible. <laughs> anyway, now this is the front of my head, which is probably not any more attractive than the back of my head. But They were equally attractive. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we're taking a break in the Genesis series to talk um, about our Advent series, and it's called Fulfilled. We're going to be talking about the prophecies of the Christ and looking at some New Testament passages as well. And so you kicked it off this last week out of John chapter 1. So, and it was a blast. And it was good. It was really good. We well, kicked thanks. off Advent and stuff, so shout out to the Hoffman family for doing some readings. And so um, it was really good. So kind of talk us to the message. Talk to us about what you want to talk to us about. Well, in terms of these Old Testament passages that are fulfilled in the New Testament, obviously we want to start in the New Testament and then kind of look backwards in terms of what the Old Testament said about what's being written in the New Testament. So we're looking at uh, John's Gospel, John chapter 1, very formative, very theological section of Scripture uh, in one of the Gospels uh, from verse 1 to verse 14 uh, with the infamous phrase, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God. Yeah. Just tearing that apart in terms of Christ's preexistence, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into his lineage a little bit later, but with his preexistence, uh, how is that prophesied and is it prophesied mm. uh, or alluded to uh, and we run into the first passage in like Micah 5 2 where you know we hear about Bethlehem uh, being where the Messiah comes from but at the end of Micah 5 2 it says who's coming forth is from of old from ancient days and again I mentioned on Sunday that it's very difficult for Hebrew language to communicate to talk about ancient everlastingness or, etern- yeah, yeah. Uh, or eter- eternality uh, or infinite uh, ideas uh, infinity for example is a very Greek idea and in Hebrew it's just really that motif isn't talked about so the only way they can do it is talk about you know from ancient times from days everlasting mm-hmm. in terms of breaking that down in the English from what's in the Hebrew and that's the best way they can say is like well the word's always been there he's always been there yeah right yeah. It was cool because I, I thought it was um, interesting, too, how you brought up the idea that right from the very get-go, John is is appealing to Jews and to Greeks. You know, in the yeah. beginning, it takes you back to the Hebrew Scriptures, was the word that was the concept that the, the well, Greeks were holding on to. Here's John being incredibly culturally yeah. relevant. Yeah. You know, we talk about you know, culturally relevant as yeah. a church. Yeah. And here, here's John, in writing his gospel, inspired by the Holy Spirit, yeah. Being incredibly culturally relevant to, to arrest the attention of yeah. the Hebrews and the Greeks. Within the first six words. Right. <laughs> it's pretty right. cool. I mean, yeah. Boom, just yeah. got yeah. nailed. Yeah, right, right that was nice. Uh, so, yeah, so Christ preexisted creation, um, and he talked about some of these different prophecies. Uh, he was in the beginning God. He was with God. He is God, and he is the creator. So is there anything you wanted to talk well, to us about? Probably one of the hardest concepts is, you know, this idea of word from the Greek standpoint, uh, logos, mm-hmm. uh, the meaning behind everything associated with wisdom and the like. And um, in Proverbs 8, we have this discussion about wisdom and where it comes from, Mm. where was it. And we learn in uh, verse 12, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. And in verse 22, the Lord possessed me at the beginning beginning of his work. And verse 30 says, then I was beside him like a master workman. And so here we see the personification of wisdom in Jesus, Mm. 
which is a part of this pre-existent idea that the wisdom of God has always been there. Been so there. when the Logos is presented, uh, the, the meaning behind all things has always been there by way of who the Christ is Yeah, as a part of the Trinity. Right. I think your third sub-point there was interesting too because you, you quote from John chapter 8 where obviously people were upset with what Jesus was saying because it says, before Abraham was, I am, which yeah, is huge. Yeah. He's pretty making, he's making a, a claim on something. Right. And, uh, well, in the, in the Greek, uh, ego, I me, yeah. I, I am. And we, we don't have to speculate about what is meant by that because in verse 59, they're picking up rocks to stone, to stone him because they know that, yeah. Hey, though, those are fighting words, right. you being a man, you know, making yourself out to be God, as we see in John 10. So, and he's the creator. All over the place we see in the New Testament that he's the creator, which yeah. goes back to the Genesis account in terms of uh, God creating everything. And so that's the Messiah. Uh, and so he pre-exists everything. And then we turn to this lineage issue where we see that Christ is the promised one from of old by way of his lineage, descendant of Adam, descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the tribe of Judah, and also from the, uh, on top of the throne of David. Uh, and he was born just like we are. You know what's really cool is that we planned the service together, but we didn't talk about this one element, but the first week of Advent is is the concept of hope and promise. And I went through it like a lot of these passages of Scripture putting out how Jesus was the promised one. It was really cool when I was sitting in the service realizing, oh, your second point is really what Christina and, uh, and Cornell read for the first week of Advent. It was pretty cool because we went through some of these promises. But It's awesome when God yeah. brings it all together for us. That's right. In spite of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, so he's born just like us. And then you finally said Christ is um, is to be received by faith. And I thought this was a great way to start Advent because we come into another Advent season. We can be calloused. We think we know the story. We do know the story. Um, and it can just kind of pass us by. But you encouraged us to receive him by faith. So talk about that. Well, that brings us uh, to the back end of uh, this little passage we're looking at in John 1. Uh, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, uh, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now this is going to be God's doing, whatever is happening here, as we believe on his name. And the three truths that this little portion of scripture, these two verses, 12 and 13, really iterate for us is to receive him entails believing in his name as we just read uh, receiving him includes a change in status where i'm now a child of god mm. uh, and i have a right now to be a child of god and, and a, a part of the inheritance and all that he has for uh, for me and then receiving him involves being born of god mm. and, um, and that involves this idea of turning and that's where we reflected back to uh, this idea of being a child from the opening of the, the whole message and sharing my my wee whack story when I was a kid, what it was mm -hmm. like growing up as a kid. And Christmas is just this wonderful time of, you know, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And now in Matthew 18, we see Jesus putting a child in front of a group of people mm. uh, and saying, hey, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so receiving Christ involves these three things, believing on his name, this change of status, and being born of God. And to be born of God is to turn from the direction you're going and now turn to faith in Christ. Yeah. Which then brings us to the ultimate culmination of all this is that in Christ now, as uh, Christ followers, Christ is God with us. Hmm. In verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. That was the whole point. Yeah, yeah. And the, the fact that the Creator stepped into his creation... Um, in order to 
uh, walk in our shoes, so to speak, and to know what it's like to be human is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. And the fact that God has been promising this generationally yeah. you know, from all time, going back to Isaac, Jacob, Moses, over and over again, we see this phrase, I will be with you, I will be with you, I will be with you. And now, in Christ, he is with us. Yeah. Like I said, this theme is going to show up more as we go along in our series on Fulfilled yeah. uh, and culminate with our Christmas Eve service. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel. Yeah. With us. yeah. There's one thing I wanted to point out in this in, the, in your third point here because I think it's really important for people to understand this and really for everybody too. I think a lot of times we just think, well, everybody is God's child. And in some sense, we all reflect the image of God. God is God. He created all of humankind. Um, but those he be, those who believe in his name became the children of God. He gave them the right to be children of God. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks in Ephesians that before that we are, you know, children of wrath. Right. We're sinful. So, we're separated. Yeah. We're far off. Yeah. So we're we his we need yeah. So I thought that was a really strong point. It's like we, I think we just assume. Oh yeah, God mm-hmm. is my father. Everybody thinks that God is their father, but that's not what this text is saying. No. Yeah, so we need to be born into the you family. Need to change your status. Yeah, for sure. Very good. So, we hope that you uh, enjoy uh, being around Bethel Community Church uh, this Advent season. We have a ton of stuff happening. Uh, the adult worship choir is going to be doing a cantata on December sixteenth and seventeenth. And Sean's in charge of everything, and it's awesome. That's right. We got soup and carols this Sunday night. We no got pressure. The... You're not cooking <laughs> the soup too. Are you? <laughs> I know, right? I hope not. No one would want that. They'd rather see the back of my head. Um, we, uh, yeah, and we have the art kids play and all kinds of stuff. So check out our website. All that information is there. Thanks for doing this with us, Brad. Well, thanks for visiting. Way to go. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.